Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Pedro Baez signed with the Astros. Corey Kluber threw some pitches and the Red Sox are dancing around in the articles. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball with my two best friends and BBD as well. Wow. So my three best friends. My bad. My bad. Top. I got to work on these intros. I will no longer be describing the clothes that everyone's wearing. If you're interested, yeah. go see them on YouTube because I botched it. Last episode, but Jake's here and he does look great today. I want to talk about the it's outfit. An outfit you'd want to I see. I want to talk about the outfit real bad. I just tweeted it out. I fleeted it. BBD's wearing the same shirt. We we have a cycle here where wow. there's like always two people wow. wearing the same shirt. Oh my god! This might be the best outfit day, and we just banned no outfit talks. Me and Sam are wearing the same shirt. Can today you too. believe it? I almost wore that shirt. Yes. Trev's got the same color hat and hoodie, kinda on. It's a really bang up day for outfits. You got to check out the YouTube if you want to see. Add. We have some things to discuss today. Most importantly, Jake. Open mouth kissed a horse. Jake. James, Trevor, David. A little scared of horses. That's uh that's, that's full fair. Disclosure. Jake, that's fair. Yeah. Everyone should be a little scared like of horses. Like my first time my first time as a semi adult meeting a horse, like seventeen, I uh like went to pet it and uh it whipped its head up and hit its head on the barn stable. And and then it was kind of shook, and yeah. I was like, I don't like any part of this. Yeah. So, uh, besides that, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Looking looking fly today. Got a couple looks on the Chubway this morning. And he, he turned the subway into the Chubway. Well, when Poppy's there. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't say baseball is necessarily the hottest in the streets right now, but I could see something happening this episode. Last episode, I said that. Mm-hmm. I got lucky with that. We got uh, someone signed. Um, and I don't know, like these Benny rumors are flying. We got some workout stuff, hashtag workout season, some other rumor mill. So I'm doing pretty well, Trevor Plouffe. You know, horses, they're most comfortable around like confident alpha type male. So right. it makes sense that it was very uncomfortable. Well, they, can, they say that as soon as you sit on a horse's back, the horse knows everything about you just by the way you're you're like riding it mm. so you know every horse has known like jake's up to no good like why you chubbed up you on know my back i could see that mm-hmm. every time i get around a horse my mind goes to one thing and one thing only like literally this this happens all the time get around a horse you realize how big they are and then you think about like being in a battle when your side doesn't have horses and the other side has horses it's just not a good yeah it's not a good look. So you think about uh, when your side gets the Gatling gun. I was more thinking like just swords and bows and arrows and stuff. Yeah. Before the before the guns and explosives, but just the the horses. What an advantage! I would never lose a battle if I had horses, and the other side didn't. Come on. Yeah. Well, you've never seen Braveheart. Got to be real inventive with some trenches and some spikes. Mud. Catapults are cool. Catapults are cool. Catapults are cool. BBD? <laughs> They're cool. Yeah, I mean, catapults yeah. are really cool. There's a scene in uh, Genghis Khan. No, Marco Polo. 
which is about Gangscon, mm. where they use the catapults. One of the most badass like war scenes you'll watch. It's really cool. I'm always a fan of the hot oil. Like that fuck. Whoa. Mm. Well, I mean, what are you talking about? Trev, your anniversary ch- night or you're a war? Ch- you're a chemical Ooh. warfare guy. Like you're you're trying to climb my walls. Okay, here's a vat of hot. Enjoy oil this hot oil. Oh my god, I went to a castle in Ireland when I was there, like by where my relatives live, and they just like walked us through the tour of like all the defenses. You see it in movies, but it's pretty cool. Like this is where the guys threw oil down on the people coming in the front door. And I'm like, okay, and they're like, this is the spikes that dropped on the people. And I was I'd like, like well, to feel like this is medieval. I could have been an oil spiller. I like to think that could have been my job. You would have got too cute with it. You would have done like duck, duck, drop type stuff, like drip, drip, drop. Bloop, bloop, no, bloop. that mm-hmm. wouldn't be the problem. I would have got just a ton of it on myself. For sure. You know I mean, for sure. Come out with melt, you'd come out with a melted hand. I spill on myself every day. Speaking of Ooh, melted hands, Corey Kluber, Corey Kluber pitched for 25 teams. Allegedly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, Jake and I think 26 teams were there. We think the Rays were in center field. Uh, one guy with uh, a binocular in each hand stacking them. Yeah. And they just, you know, the Rays can't do anything that every other team's doing. They're like, no, 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 we're different. So they, they sent the guy there, but they wanted the public to think he wasn't there. And then the Marlins, the Pirates, who else did we say didn't show up? You said Cleveland wasn't there. I thought there I, was oh, a chance. Cleveland and the Rangers, because they've seen what Corey Kluber's all about these days. I thought Cleveland might do a little, hey, fans, like, we're we're back, baby. You, you know, all this stuff about us getting rid of players. We just signed our, you guys love the clue bot. Look at his Twitter account. Hmm. I don't know, man. Well, anyway, we talked about this. Kluber hasn't pitched since 2018. I mean, he pitched what? I'm, I got his stats up like 25 innings in 2019, 35 innings in 2019 and one inning last year. I mean, prior to that though, three straight all-star seasons. And the thing about him Oh, I didn't know you want two Cy Youngs, too. My goodness. Yeah. The thing about him is he doesn't have to have velo to be effective. It would help. You'd want to see him running the ball up there at 93, 94, 95. But if he can – what he does, Klubot, the man, he plays the X game on the outside part of the plate. So he brings that two-seamer. He'll start it where it's completely off the plate and bring it back. And then off of that, he'll throw his little cutter slider thing well he throws both but when you see that ball and one of them comes back over the plate and the other one goes further away from the plate you have to make the decision and you have to be able to read it and his ball uh, his arm path is so similar on all of them and the ball comes out he tunnels the shit out of his pitches so i could see him like you know if his arm holds up and he's able to locate he still has plenty of value to teams and that's why uh, 70 teams were out watching him we're up to 70. 70, yeah. Uh, I So we were supposed to do Baez first, but I Pedro Baez signed with the Astros. You had that really good uh, melted hand transition. To Kluber. To Kluber. So I skipped so Baez. That. Have to make the what transition. Was the and I, it was because he's so fire. Well, it was because Jake would misuse the oil right. pouring it onto the, all the oil uh, on army. And he would definitely do a good job with the oil and stop people from invading right. the castle. But he'd definitely melt one of his own hands yeah. hand and with the oil, which perfectly transitioned Dick. us to Corey Kluber, who's currently recovering from a melted hand. Pitch for 25 teams, 26 if you count the Rays behind center field. We're up to speed now. I have a whole plan for the Red Sox. 
Let's hear it. They're going to sign Kluber. Yep. Because this is, I'm talking to Yanks yesterday, Trev. I Jake and I have a little different buckets of where Kluber lands. I was saying that if Kluber wants a major league deal, he's not going to go to the minors. He needs to be in the starting rotation. I don't think Padres, Dodgers, Yankees, Rays, a team that thinks they're World Series bound, a team that believes that they are World Series bound, will commit to that. You're like, nah, dude. Like, if you're sucking, you can only throw 85 and getting shelled. Like, and you're not going to do phantom DL. You're not going to accept to go to the minors. We're not, we can't do this. Um, we'd love to have you if you want to come because we're World Series bound, but you got to give us some minor league options or whatever. Like, so I took those out. I also don't think Kluber wants to go to a team that's not in contending at all. So I think the Red Sox are this perfect, weird middle ground where, like, they're all sprinkling this thought in their head now. You know what? Maybe we can surprise everyone. We make some last-second no. moves here. No, that's what they're saying. I don't believe this to be true, Trev, but I think that's what the GMs and the Yank- Red Sox are telling. And Kluber kind of fits that. And they need starting pitching. And if they get the upside on them, that's amazing. And if they don't, the Red Sox have a down year. They don't really care if they don't make the playoffs because they're still refiguring things out. So I kind of love that landing spot for them in a way. Thoughts? Jake. Okay. Yeah, go Jake. I got a lot. Well, the the part we differentiated on is, well, A, none of us know what Corey Kluber looks like. The the word we got that, again, me and, me and Jim viewed differently was the scout said he looked like a pitcher that was on early spring training, which Jim took as, like, best shape of his life spring training out there. Ready to go. I took that as, you know, he's not pumping his hardest heater. He's not doing, you know, he's not going 100%, but he's he's showing the people what he's got a little bit. Who knows what he actually looks like. And, I mean, if Corey Kluber looks anything like he did up until 2018, you know, that guy gets a spot in any major league rotation. He was gross. Um, I mean, five five years, 200-plus innings, a 285 ERA, (laughs) two Cy Youngs. Really good. He was disgusting. So, if he looks anything like that, he could be in any major league rotation. Now, I think where Jimmy and I are landing is that, you know – Kluber probably doesn't look like what he was, you know, being a veteran. And, you know, if he can still be 90% of what he was, 80% of what he was, he's still a rotation guy. I think that if he is a back-end guy, there's obviously a huge injury risk. You know, you're you're not getting 200 innings from Kluber this year. But with how many pitchers have to be used, especially in this upcoming season because of the shortened season last year, I could see a good team taking a flyer on Kluber because if he looks like Corey Kluber, awesome. You just got to steal. If he's injury prone or he doesn't look like Corey Kluber, well, you were going to need other young guys to step up and pitch anyway. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. What do you think about the, where the Red Sox are, though? I don't know, man. I, I think the Red Sox still want to lay low for a year, which, hey, if Kluber, if they got him and then they could flip him at the deadline or something, sure, but... I don't think the Red Sox are about to do this full, hey, nothing's happening in free agency. Let's go for it. I'd actually love if they did. Okay, what if they sign Kluber, they trade Benintendi for a bullpen piece, and then they pick up Simi and put him at second? Go Sox. Trev, where are you at? I just I think he can help everybody. Um, I do think for him, does he want to go to a place that – is in contention, yes, but I also think he's just going to paper chase, man. Like at this point in your career, like let's go get the money. Hasn't you know? he gotten the money already? 
He's got the money. He's got 60 million career earnings, but like, you know, he's, he knows he's probably got maybe two, three years left. And he wants to go somewhere where a, that he knows he's going to get an opportunity to just throw his innings and B, he wants some money. So like, I'm thinking like, dude, where could he fit in? Like would the Dodgers make a play for him, put him in the oh. back end of their rotation. They don't really need pitching, but they wouldn't offer him enough money. I don't think. Um, but you could go to some other teams. Like I, I kind of think he's a cool fit on the Marlins. Mm. You know, a, a team that has some top end guys that maybe needs to fill out the rest of their rotation. Um, but I think for him, like he's gonna just chase the payday, and he should. Um, I texted Swarzak as you were giving your wow. lengthy take there, Jake, and I asked him how to go and how did Klubot look. So we'll see if he gets back to me. Swarzak's like your boy. Sweezy's my boy. Yeah, he, he's got Sweezy, Swizzle Sticks, uh, Swizz Khalifa, lots of nicknames for him. We'll see if he gets back to me. He might be working out right now. Um, but like I mentioned, Klubot doesn't need his velo. It'd be nice to have it, but if he can hit his spots and continue to X that corner like he does, he can still be a very effective pitcher in the way that Jake Peavy learned how to pitch and was an effective pitcher later on in his career. Like Klub has to do that, make that transition. And I think his stuff, the way he attacks hitters already lends uh, itself to be able to adjust and, 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 you know, learn how to quote unquote pitch and still be successful. So I, I like Kluber for like all these teams. And there's no surprise that there was a zillion teams at the workout because they know the last time this guy was actually healthy, he was an all-star and he has that potential to come and be that easy sign that didn't cost much that really, you know, outperforms his contract. Now, I was thinking of him more along the lines of like, not fully spring training invite, but maybe spring training invite with a ton of incentives if you make the squad. Otherwise, for teams in contention, like the five up there. Like, sure. That's what I'm it, saying. He's only going to go, though, if he's like, I'm going to go pitch. I know. So that's where I, yeah. I'm i having trouble if he – I don't know. I, I'm just – I'm overthinking it, obviously. But that's kind of the game we're playing. But I mean, that's that's ideal for the team. Yes. That's not ideal for Corey Kluber, who I think if he's got any of his arm talent left, is going to get more than that. Yeah, which I think um, is a question. How about maybe this is the game? Because I saw someone say in the chat, the Angels, and like, yeah, I could get myself excited for that. I mean, at least the Angels are taking a chance. Where where don't we want to see Corey Kluber go? The Rangers? Uh, the Rays, as a Yankees fan. <laughs> the Rays. I mean, I'd actually be kind of hyped for that because that would be kind of cool. Wait, as a baseball fan, I want, I want him to go to a team on the fringe. Okay. Because that then, if he's really good, he puts them over the top, kind of like the Rangers getting Lance Lynn, and like, it's like the Rangers should have that they should have done better. So a team that like if he is good, it then like puts them like wow. Mm. Maybe the Twins to compete with the White Sox. Is He's that yours? That's I was going to say bloggers it. I going to be rude if I said it. What's that? What's that, Trev? A lot of the Twins bloggers are, are talking about, you know, a clue bot would be make a lot of sense for them. Well, that's that's kind of why I stumbled into that question because the chat's going more, and, I mean, I'm seeing Giants. I'm seeing Detroit. It's it's, And that's where that minor league invite thing I just don't think makes sense because all of these teams can talk themselves into if Corey Kluber's right. So well, I'm thinking Padres. Like, if he's I, like, I only want to go on one of the five teams that's going to contend. Right. I don't know if he gets a straight up deal. 
just because there's there's well, who are those know. five teams? I mean, it's Dodgers, Padres, Padres. No, Dodgers. He'd have to look really good. Yeah, I don't think they're going to guarantee him. Like, yeah, you're getting the ball every five days, no like, matter what. Uh, I think the Yankees would have to guarantee Corey Kluber a contract. I think so too. Because hundred percent, I don't think his stuff plays at Yankee Stadium. That's yeah. the only Ooh, thing. I like that, Trev. I don't like that he lives in the outside corner so much and that there's a short right field. Yeah. <clears throat> Yankees, I think, would be the only team in that conversation that maybe can offer him, like, the fifth spot right now. Yeah, because they don't have a staff. They don't have anyone. Yeah. Want to hear what Trev said about Corey Kluber uh, five years ago, six years ago? Sure do. Here we go. It's a good pitch early just to go for it. Yeah, especially against him, like I said, because once you get behind, he's got that curveball. You know, he can do a lot of things to you. So, you know, when he's trying to get ahead, that's usually the pitch that, you know, that's the one pitch that you might get in the bat. And, um, you know, I think. God damn Aggressive to. Uh, with that game plan today, and it's worked out for us the last last couple of times. But with a guy like that, you know, if, if he comes out and he spots the ball where he wants to, and he has his plus stuff, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game. So, you know, we never look forward to facing him, but uh, the last two times we've had some success. How much better did he seem once he got rolling this time? Uh, was he his old self, and was it important to get him early? Yeah, I thought he started pitching a little backwards um, after we got him aggressive uh, early. You know, he started more, he started us off with more curveballs. That's not a pitch you really want to hit against him. And uh, and that's the thing. If you let him get in a rhythm, he can do that. So, uh, you know, luckily for us, you know, we got some runs early and Tommy came out and it was great today. 2015, Trevor. I, someone called me. In the middle of the uh, humble, Trevor, because you – Crushed Corey Kluber in your career. Wow. And that's probably, you didn't mean anything that you were saying there. You wanted to say, oh, I was pumped to see Kluber on the hill. He can't get me out. He can't get me out. Um, I'm the best there is. I call his fastball uh, Swedish meatball because it's made of horse meat. I call him the horse because I want that meat. <laughs> I got a, it's, first of all, I meant everything about Kluber because, yes, I've had a few bats where I got some hits against him, but he also struck me out a ton. And there are games where I look like an idiot against him. So no way. Uh, when I say you're never stoked on facing him, I really meant that. But uh, Sweezy. Sweezy. Trev, we're not the Swizzle. media. This is media stuff. This is a live update. Wait, Swizz, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Trev. You, what, what, can you let everyone know you texted a player to ask how the workout went? Player texted you back. A tidbit you will not get on anywhere else. Anywhere else. Trevor, what is the tidbit on Kluber's performance? Well, like the guy, the player, is my guy Anthony Swarzak, longtime roommate of mine. We got into a lot of shenanigans together over the years. Uh, I said, you know, hey, how'd the workout go? Because he was there. It was him, C-Sheck, and Kluber, who were all under the same agency umbrella. And I just texted him, how did it go? And I said, how did Kluber look? <clears throat> and his response was, good morning. Nice. Nice of him to say that. But he said, uh, I threw the ball well for being January 13th. I feel effing great. Mm. Uh, well rested for sure. 
And then he said Kluber looks looks good. He didn't miss a spot. He threw a crisp professional bullpen. Kluber at his finest. The guy can't be rattled. And then he added at the end, there was a lot of fucking people there. Managers, pitching coaches, GMs, legit guys. So this is a real managers. What managers? Big work. I'm calling bullshit on managers. Man- Maybe so this, is all, this is all all going Clubhouse down in managers. <laughs> what? <laughs> no managers were there. Who is there? Jim Leland. What? Why would he? Why would he make that up? I don't understand. I just think just maybe he's talking about maybe clubhouse managers or general managers. We said GMs. That's general okay. manager Jim, and he said managers. I'm sure there were managers. There are guys that live in Florida. Just that need are two of them there. to be there to drop managers. Yeah, plural. I guess so. You're a bored old guy in Florida who loves baseball, and someone's yeah, throwing it. You guys drove up on a house, golf cart, dude. crashed into the first base. <laughs> now, you guys, when you guys become full adults, you'll understand. Like I'm a full adult, just, Trev. I've been married for 13 days. You're not a full adult until you have a child. Ooh, gotcha. I'm telling you, gonna steal one right now. You gotta go get. You gotta get out of the house, bro. These managers are probably like, "Honey, uh, so and so is throwing a bullpen." See ya. Yeah, that's like, pretty wow. cool for uh, C Shack and Swarzak. What is that? Their C-Shack, names Swarzak. are like pretty similar but different. Yeah. That's and I think C Shack had they, a video going on the internet yesterday. I think he has a daughter that uh, popped him in the backyard, took him yard ski. So I believe that was C Shack. If not. Still a good video. Trev, question. Obviously, Kluber brings a lot of the names there, which benefits the Shacks sure. and the Schwacks and Shore Shacks. In high school, was there a kid on your team that you would always, like, nudge and be like, dude, scouts are here. Like, come on. Like, you're like, I know they're here for me, but I think you can get something out of this. And then that dude just laid an egg every game. Name that guy. No. No, but I do have one of my best friends – you know, he ended up getting a scholarship to UC Irvine and becoming a college World Series star. Um, but, you know, he did it on his own. He was good enough to do that, but he wouldn't have got the exposure if it wasn't for me. Like, there was a lot of people at our games. But so I don't that, have one that, that like, fell on his juice. Face, oh, man, we should make a shirt that says Ploof Juice. Talking about my Ploof Juice. Ah. That's actually, we should look those videos up. He has some. Awesome videos from the College World Series. He like literally became like a Sports Center star when he was doing it. Now he's an agent, stud. I named uh, one of Teddy's fifteen names is after him. So, Trevor Plouffe versus Corey Kluber, forty six at bats, zero walks, thirteen hits, two RBIs. I mean, ten RBIs, two doubles, three home runs, eight oh four OPS. No walks. No walks. No. You that you went sense. up there to hit. You knew that guy had horse no balls. Swanging. I did. I Trevor. Thank you for texting Swizzy Swiss Beats. Uh, because again, sometimes when you hear the way baseball players talk, it's just like yeah, like a really. Did I didn't it, even give you the full did, text. Didn't miss a spot in a bullpen. Like you know, no regular fan would ever say anything about that. And just just calling it a professional bullpen is kind of a, a big dick move. I mean, really, like, Kluber's baseball reference page is one of those you're like, holy shit. Like, he's already racked up close to 40 career war, and you just look at, like, uh, 2014, not an all-star, but Cy Young, 
then Cy Young nine, Cy Young three, Cy Young one, Cy Young three. That's a hell of a five year span right there. Yeah. And dude, it's, he runs it, a bang up Twitter account. It's old school, man. It's it's old school. I mean, two fifteen, two twenty two, two twenty two thirty five innings. Like you yep. don't. That doesn't happen anymore. He does that because he doesn't walk people. Like he gets ahead yeah. of everybody. So even though he strikes people out too, like you know he's he's got two seventy, two forty five, two sixty. Like he strikes people out, but it's so quick. Like he'll strike you on three fucking pitches. You know, like he doesn't have to set you up for anything, and that's why he's able to throw all those innings. But there's a ton of bold on his baseball reference page, which I love. And uh, mm. he's just one of those guys, man. Like, you know he's a good pitcher, but until you go look at his numbers, Kershaw is the same way for me. Because he Kershaw has that stigma, the playoff stigma. But you look at his baseball reference page, and you're like, this is one of the greatest pitchers to ever live. Yeah, I mean, we, Kluber's five years. Kershaw's like, what, <laughs> 12 years of that now? Yeah, Something stupid. Exactly. Hey, what's um what's Corey Kluber's two best years, the two Cy Young years? The two Cy Young years 17. are 14 and 17. Let's just do 17. Okay. How many three-pitch strikeouts Ooh. do you think he had in his Cy Young season, Trev? 265 strikeouts that year. Three-pitch strikeouts? Three-pitch I mean, that's, that's really tough to do in the big leagues, so I don't know if it's a huge number. Uh, I would say of 265, I'm going to go 40. 33. Uh, 33, calculating, it's calculating, it's calculating. We have in 2017, 64. Wow. Three pitch strikeouts. I thought about going 65 just you to make it around how 200. how hard it is to strike a major league hitter out in three pitches. That's, That's pretty nuts. incredible. 64. Can you well, get like lead, league leaders? Like, no, I don't know how to do that. But let's see. I'm trying to see who, what name on here is on here the most. We got a That's couple. A, f- a fourth of his strikeouts, dude. A fourth of his strikeouts were three pitch strikeouts. That's crazy. That's pretty nuts. Yalmer Sanchez looks like the only person he, he got him three times. Mm. Three pitches. I guarantee I'm not in 2017 because I didn't really face him that year much. But if you go back to 15, 16, and 14, I guarantee I got some three pitch strikeouts. Huh. An, Man, a- stupid. an April 15th game against the Tigers. He had four in the one game. Oh, wait, hold on. And then his next game in the 21st of April, one, two, three, four, four again. And then his one, two, three, and then five in his next game. And then four later. I mean, he averaged like four games, <laughs> three pitch strikeouts. You're, That's impressive. You're, you're so embarrassed as a hitter when you go up there and you strike out in three pitches. Can you give it's me like, another I Cy Young? Dominated. Who won the Cy Young in 18? Uh, Barry the Frog. No, that's not right. I just want to want to do a quick one comparison. Snell, Snell, right? Verlander was second. Uh, Snell throws a lot of pitches. Snell though, didn't so. have a lot of innings either. Snell had 50. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Cy Young winner. Anyway, that's the Kluber talk. Um, Red Sox are uh, linked in a lot of rumors right now. Who knows if it adds up? Some people say that Benintendi will be traded. Um, which is trading him kind of at a low value right now. I don't know what you get back, but uh, Mark Feinstein said that he he will be shocked if the Red Sox don't trade Benintendi 
at this point. So, I mean, that's a, a fun talking point we'll have later on about him. I don't know. I don't know what he brings back at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's crazy as a as a Yankees fan. I mean, this is this is a guy when he's right and you're playing against him, he's one of the biggest thorns in your side. That uh, he's 26 years old. That's insane. I was just gonna say he's young, he's dude. I did not know that. 26, man. So he. You know, he kind of did the every other year thing for those first few years, and then he he really had a meh 2019 that led into an oh-my-God 2020, which, again, how much substance can you take from that? You're right, Jim. I mean, when you talk about value-wise, if you're the other team trading, you have to say, like, we... I'm pretty sure that 2019 season, didn't Benny finish terribly or something like that? So we, we haven't seen Andrew Benintendi be the... Guy that plays elite defense and he's a really tough at bat since 2018. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad flyer. Everything, every trade depends on value. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I mean, talk about a weird. Th- this guy in you know 2018 was a problem and elite defensively. The defensive numbers gone down. His like speed and metrics have gone it, down too, it, which in, is in 19 he had a good summer. He had a good June, July, August, April, May, uh, September. April and May were all right, like a little below league league average. September was uh, horrible. 21 games for him. But I don't know if he's ever been an elite defender. I mean, I don't. And, and part really of that tough. is maybe because he's playing left field. At left field Fenway. at Fenway, so it's hard. It's kind of like, you know, right field at Yankee Stadium. Kind of two similar spots. Like, yeah, pretty easy. I mean, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge puts up great defensive numbers in right field at Yankee Stadium. That's what I'm saying. I think Benny might have put up great numbers, but you have to take into context they're they're both playing the easiest, probably maybe the two easiest. Oh, no, spots Benny has not put up. Oh, he has. He the the analytics aren't crazy, no. But oh. I the the way he handled the monster was well, and he's got that famous, the the famous catch against Houston that saved that game. And you know when it was him, JBJ, and Mookie in the outfield, the other two are obviously a different level of defender, but they were a very good defensive outfield. Yeah, I would say if you're a team bank trying to go for Andrew Benintendi, you're banking on he's entering some sort of physical prime. Uh, you know, 26, 27, you'd want him to return to form, get back into the eights with his OPS. Serviceable defense, he's not going to hurt you, could help you. Uh, but if I'm a team, I mean, he's still got how many years of arbitration? He's got two more years, two years of control. Like, I'd, I'd go after him in a heartbeat. He starts, and, I, I don't want to say he starts getting paid. In 2021, he is supposed to make 6.6. Um, which again, you know, looking at some of the performance, shit, dude. I know. Shit. I don't want to put that narrative out there that that's a lot of money. I'm not going to do that. But Trevor, it's what else can you do with the six point six million? You know, we we saw the other guys that hit free agency this year. Um, I mean, you know, Adam Duvall. What's he going to bring in? Like he was disgusting last year. So I I don't know. It 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 all depends on the value. You know, I, I always reference my my Texas Rangers. Like, and I know they're a team rumored in this. Like. If they take a flyer on Benny, he plays a buck fifty, and he looks like the Benintendi from twenty eighteen. You know that's a huge win for them. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Take oh. take a chance on a guy who's twenty six and does have yeah. oh some good major league experience. Right. Um, I I don't put a lot of stock behind this because I don't for all of it. But the uh, the defensive analytics do not tell no. a nice story. Mm-mm. I mean, he's ranked in the one percentile of outs above average. 
Last have year? To put that horse picture They don't even have eight. it last year. In 19, he was in the second percentile. In 18, he was decent. 29th, still not good. Uh, in 17, which was like kind of his best year, he's first percentile. Outfield jump, also very bad. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I just don't know what the Red Sox are going to get for him. I mean, it's they, the team's going to get two years of Benintendi. Um, and they'd have to believe that he can offer them more than what they have in their system of team-controlled guys. Because like you're saying, Trev, $8 million is not a lot of money for baseball standards. But yes. the way teams think, which you kind of have to, we have to understand, is they're like, well, can we get what Ben and Tenny's going to offer us from a dude is in AAA right now or a dude is in his first or second year and can make five hundred grand? Because oh, if, we can, if we can get anything near they're the thinking, same production. Is there two guys that we could put together in platoon that – Exactly. Make 500 grand a piece. Exactly. I mean, that's how all they all think. But I think the difference with a guy like Ben Attendee is um, his age. And like he's already a pretty accomplished hitter. And now, you know, this is like I said, like the physical prime thing. Like, is he going to hit for a little bit more power? Like, where, how does he fit in your stadium? Could his defensive metrics tick up if we put him uh, in a regular ass outfield without a huge wall behind him? Like, I think he runs okay. Like, I don't know has stolen. Let me look up his stolen bases. But like, to me, when I think about it, I'm like, he's no, not he doesn't. Slow Sprint speed is around 45 to 55 percent. So it, it okay, took a so big drop. He, in 2017, he was 80th. Yeah, that's so. That's what everyone points to is that the speed literally took a drop. Which again, at that age, it's not supposed to drop off that quickly. But well, let's get some more power then, Benny. Come on, man. Any biceps? According to all the rumors that. Uh, Stop getting your biceps so big. Lift your legs. Astros, A's are reportedly in talks. Astros, he becomes the next Reddick. I, lo- I love the A's with him. I love that. That's just the Reddick teams, right? Red Sox, Astros, A's, basically. Got a type. Yeah. Okay. Then he's going to have to, like, dirty up the look a little bit. Oh. Can't be Pretty Boy Benny anymore. He's going to have to go, like. Pretty you know. Boy Benny. Oh, that's what a lot everyone. I mean, this was my biggest gripe. Uh, these are from, coming from you. That's why I'm confused. That well, that's his image. I don't agree with right. Him. Uh, I think the power will jump getting out of Fenway because I mean the right right field in Fenway is a joke. Right Obviously, down the line it's very small, but you get 15 feet off the line, it jets out and it's big. I wouldn't trade him so, from the Red Sox. I just let him play, and and uh, he could he'd have a good um, April, May, June, July up his value a tiny bit, trade him to a contender at the deadline, and you probably get a little more for him at that time, even though they're only getting him for a year and a half instead of two full years. I, I don't I don't really see why you would trade him right now. Unless a team's going to over-return, which isn't really the market right now, so I don't know. Yeah. Anything else? Simeon is another guy getting a lot of Hype and rumors right now. Shortstop Mwaka Simeon. Uh, Red Sox are linked, and they haven't had a second baseman since Pedroia went down. Like, Brock Holt's been there. Nunez played a little bit. Who is the guy from uh, that played last year? Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza. Um, so, I mean, if the Red Sox are interested in getting, like, a core up the middle moving forward, they can move Simeon to second base. There's rumors to that. Um but, like, basically, listen to the teams that they say are 
interested in Simeon. Mets, Yankees, Nationals, Red Sox, Rays, Twins, Cubs, Rangers, Marlins, Tigers, Pirates, Blue Jays, Diamondbacks, and Indians. So, Everyone's interested in him at the cheapest price they can get him because he had a bad year last year, and he was amazing the year before that. He finished third in the MVP. Trev, you were saying before he turned things around at shortstop. He was a bad defensive shortstop, and then he had a good couple years. I think last year he was bad again, so that's why all the teams are wanting to get a bargain bin price as Marcus Simeon, the second baseman. I, I don't know. I think you know the Reds have been rumored to him because they, they've got Phillies. the whole at shortstop. I don't think one of the big big teams comes into play. I think this is a mid-market. You take a, a chance on him for three years, and you hope to bottle up that 2019, and he can outperform his contract. Um, or two years, whatever it is. I think he's 30 now. I think I read the wrong list anyway. Okay. But there was a lot of, there's a lot of teams. It's mostly Philly, Cincy, Boston, um, and a lot of other teams. But we'll see. I We had disagreed early on about him, Jake, where I thought – because the market and because of down year that he might sign a one year prove it deal somewhere. Uh, do you have, you said you thought he would get multiple years. Do you have any, I think he may be a two year deal, uh, but I, I don't think it's gonna be big. I, I'm just saying 2019, he played a buck 62 every game, 892 OPS played shortstop third in the MVP. And then you take the 2020 sample size, which is 53 games. And he was bleh. So you, I agree you, he should get a, a nice you, deal, but you, you can't fully torpedo him. I mean, it, and it depends what he wants to do, right? If he thinks it was just a blah year and he could go out, find the right team, rake for a year and get the big payday, sure. A lot of short stops. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking of it as the Sonny Gray contract with Cincinnati. When Sonny went to Cincinnati, they paid him, even though coming off the Yankees stuff, he didn't look great. But they knew, like, hey, if Sonny Gray fixes it, which we think we can do, will have a pretty good bargain price on Sonny Gray. Mm -hmm. So I could see Marcus Simeon doing the same thing where, sure, he could get a one-year taster deal with, with whatever team he really wants. I mean, he's a good ball player. But I think a team like the Reds or a middle market team could say, hey, let's go two for 20, three for 30, and see if if we can make him that 2019 guy. I mean, you're getting a 20 mil a year player. He was third in the MVP. Now, I will say, if you look at all his analytics across the last five years and just the, the quick baseball savant, if it's a red bubble, it means he's above average. If it's a blue, below. 2019 is the biggest outlier year for him. Easily. I mean, I know 2020 you can't count because it's only 60 games and, and you have to huge grain of salt. But, you know, even if you wanted to extend it further, 17, 18. You don't, he doesn't want anyone to look at those numbers. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the thing with him is, I, I mean, like, I know he's a great ball player and, um, you know, what you're going to get with him is a strong work ethic, a guy that you can just, like, count on. And I think that counts for something. Uh, but when you dig into the stats, I mean, he's he's amassed, like, 22 war, but almost half of that was in one season. At 8.9 war in 2019. And, you know, he had, he platformed that in, in 2018 with 4.7. And I think if he had a, good 2020 people like okay okay but he didn't so now they look back and they said okay 13 14 15 16 he really wasn't ever an elite ball player until 2019 so he's got that's a that's that's tough for him you know it's a tough sell to teams teams are able to use those numbers and manipulate them i don't know what kind of contract he's gonna get man I, i i don't know 
it's it's very this is an interesting case i do see like you guys are saying like maybe a team's like hey let's give the guy a two for 20 and that's not crazy expensive we know he's, he'll be serviceable at the very least um, but the days of him getting a four-year you know 15 to 17 aav probably not going to happen and you know if after 2019, we were thinking this guy was going to get a five-year hunch, but I think just because of the 2020, he reverted, then they can go back and look like you're doing, Jim, at the five-year window. But It's going to be hard for teams to pony up uh, uh, the money for we, that. We could be underselling him a little bit. This is the fan graphs, crowdsource results that I'd, I've referenced a few times on the show. Um and they've actually been low on a lot of the free agent signings so far. They had Simeon at a, a three for 51. So I don't know. I mean, a team would really have to buy in. I was surprised by those war numbers you just said, Trev. I know the MVP year is nuts, but I mean, a four and a half the year before that, that's still, that's that's a number that speaks to a lot of organizations. I'd like to ask uh, Oakland A's fans about his defense. Because it was really bad, right? There a lot of trouble throwing the ball. There was a ton of throwing errors at first. He also has one of the best third basemen to kind of take away his yeah. right side from him. And first baseman. And first baseman. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of full A's games. So, I, I'm interested to say, like, what is, is, is an A's fan say, well, he gets a lot of help? Or does an A's fan say, like, no, no, he's really good. He's really good to his left, and uh, Chapman eliminates his right. Because if he good, goes to the Red you know, Sox, the Red Sox, are they're going to move him. Um, Cincinnati, Philly would keep they, him short. The, right? the tweets yesterday listed him as second baseman Marcus Simeon, which is kind of tough. So weird. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, it's kind Ron, of yeah. Ron Washington really helped him in Oakland, uh, and he just worked at it a ton and got better. I mean, that's what you have to do defensively. And shortstop in Oakland, any infield position in Oakland's yeah. tough because they have <laughs> you have true. the foul ground yeah. territory. When you look over there, you're making a throw to first base. It's different than any other ballpark. It's just like this huge expanse behind the first baseman. So, so, you know, obviously he got used to that, and that's and, and he does have Matt Olson over there. Uh, but you know, he's going to work hard. I think he'll be definitely serviceable defensively. He's not going to revert back to where he was. You know, those years where he was kind of sailing the ball all over the place. Like he's learned his body. He knows how to make those mm-hmm. throws now. Uh, I still see him as a shortstop. I don't. He's going to be getting out of his hometown city. He's a Bay Area kid. Yeah. You think that helps him or hurts him, Trev? I don't know. Okay. Perfect. Give me time for a change. Change is a little scary. You know, he's got his, his system there, but I think he's uh, – I, I, I don't see the 351, man. That, that kind of threw me uh, through a loop there. I, I, I think he's more in the range of a 220 type of thing. And I hope I, I hope he gets 351. It'd be awesome. Give him the deal DJ got with the Yankees two years ago. 224. 224. Absolutely. Go back to free agency at 31. 100% see that. Okay. We've done it. We've done it. Two for 24 and for Simeon. I think Simeon. he fits on the Yankees. What's that? I think he fits on the Yankees. Well, if they don't get DJ, maybe. I think they, they'll go Simmons for a one-year deal then. I still think I still like that if they don't get DJ. I They're like going to get too. DJ. I mean, though. I think both those guys are a great fit in, in, Yankee, in uh, New York. Can I ask Trevor about the... Please. Well, I was going to end the show because we're done with all our topics. Fully skipped Baez. We did him at the beginning. No, we did. I said Pedro Baez went to the Astros. We don't have anything to say about him. I had some stuff to say about him. 
I literally asked you pre-show, anyone have anything to say? And you didn't say You anything. just kept saying you didn't have anything to say about didn't it. Didn't I? Yeah. I asked open forum. He's a three-ARA reliever. Really good against lefties. Kind of got a tough rep at the end of the Dodgers thing. Yeah, he got a real tough Did you see Alex Wood defend him yesterday? That was pretty good. One of the reporters was like, Dodgers lost confidence in him. And Wood came out and was like, like come on, dude. Not, not on the team. Like That guy was a yeah. horse for us every year. So give him a little bit of that Houston sticky. Bang. Mm, the stick. Stick. All right. You got anything on bias? Trav? No, I just know that, yeah, like around L.A., people were very nervous when he came in. Now, the Dodgers players saying they didn't lose confidence in, that's awesome because that's what you want your teammates. They always, you need them to have confidence in you. But I know at the fans of L.A., 100% lost confidence. And I don't know if it was warranted or not. Fans are sometimes, sometimes guys, fans can be stupid. That's okay because everyone can be stupid at times. You know, like Live there. the way they talk about Kershaw is so stupid. Well, that was but, Baez too. He had a couple tough playoff memories, but the guy yeah. was literally clockwork. His ERA was right around three every year. <laughs> uh, you know, 50 to 70 innings. And I think he's a reverse splits guy. I'll double check that because uh, of the changeup. But yeah, hey, good for him to actually he got he got his ring and he leaves. Bias. Whole crowd. Yeah, reverse splits guy. Five eighty four OPS versus lefties. Six sixty one. Astros gonna be good again. Like I'm kind of scared of the Ooh, Astros, man. Like it. How many home runs do you think Pedro Bias has in the bushes, Trev? What? <laughs> came up with was he a, a hitter? Little, came up with a little third baseman action. Yeah, he came uh, up as a third baseman. I don't know. Forty five. It's hard to hit home runs in the minor leagues. Oh, you saw it already? I did. Forty five. Forty five minor league home runs. How many years? Yeah, I mean, let's see. They have when did he fully transition? Looks like 2013, they transitioned him? Mm. No, no, no. 2012. So from 2007 to 2012, he was a hitter in the Dodger system. Uh, and he got 45 home runs in that one, two, three, four, five, six-year stretch. Yeah, that's about right. Like I said, it's hard to hit homers in the minor leagues. And his nickname... On baseball reference, there's two. Yeah. La Mula, which is, I'm sure, the mule, I'd yeah. assume. Good assumption. And the other one is the human rain delay. Which, which is, is Steve Trash. Kind of what right? people in L.A. talk about. And that's tough. That's how you get a bad rap. That's yeah. how fans don't like you. That's why I got to tell my buddy Yarbrough, like, dude, you're, you know, you're itching for people to be annoyed when you get called into games. That's how you get the media to not like you, and then they write articles like, thank God he's out. You want to listen to uh, some baseball folks get cranky, listen to John Sterling on a getaway day mm. when there's a, a slow pitcher on the mound, just like, come on. <laughs> That's why Lance Lynn, Mark Burley, loved by uh, yeah the media and stuff. They just fucking tossed the, tossed the damn thing. Hot. And they're both hot, yes. All right, what I was going to ask you, Trev, is – I can just feel pushback coming already. Okay. Jack Curry, who's the Yankees beat reporter, had a thought, and I want to ask you, and you might poo-poo it, and I think a lot of people listening will poo-poo it, but I, Jake and I kind of subscribe to it as well, Ooh. is that 
Glaber Torres is a shortstop for the Yankees. Lindor is a shortstop for the Mets. If Lindor is a shortstop for the Mets and they're sharing the same city, that might put a little pep in Glaber's step as like, hey, I want to be the shortstop in this city. It might give him a little like uh, edge just attitude-wise or push. Do you subscribe to that, the human emotion of that situation at all? You never played in a two-team city. Uh, well, I guess for the A's for a little bit, but have any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm, I'm genu- genuinely curious. No, I, I don't subscribe to that. Um, I think he maybe it'll push him. I, I guess that's what you're saying. Like, yeah, that's what we're saying. It'll push him and motivate him a little bit. But the, I mean, the motivation should already be there. You yeah, know, he had two really good years, and then last year was pedestrian. And I think defensively, we I think is is what the hope. What's that? Defensively, I think is the hope. A lot of his errors are mental lapses and. Like just mindless, so you're. It's hoping. just really hard to be a shortstop. So like know. you know, he's, I don't think he'll fit for him, forever. But he's got a maybe, and it doesn't have to be Lindor. But like if someone just gets in his ear, and I'm sure people already have. Like if you want to be, I mean, being a big league shortstop is hard, and you have to work at it. And yeah, you can go out and bang, and you'll be on a team. But if you want to stick at shortstop, you got to be able to pick it. Like you got to put up worth defensively there. So. Look, he's 24 this year. Like, if sometimes it takes a little bit of time for guys to understand, oh, I got to do more. You put that guy and you and you get someone. I don't know who their infield coach is with the Yankees, but you get a guy and say, hey, if they said specifically, work your ass off with Glaber this year, there is no doubt in my mind you could make leaps and bounds improvements just by going out there and taking 100 ground balls a day. That's what Machado so said. He learned from. Um the shortstop JD Hardy JJ JJ yeah he said like he's like JJ threw the ball funny and kind of looked funny how he played but he did the same exact thing every day and threw the ball mm-hmm. the same exact way he never did a different arm slot never did anything else he's like and that's how like he's like you just everything it's just about doing it like a hundred times a day the same exact way you have so. to you ha- defensively, it's the only way to get better. I mean, you can maybe increase your range by doing some agility work, whatever, but you just got to go field ground balls, man. And so you, once you realize that, you can make steps. I did it in my career. I was shit. Then I became good. Uh, so Yeah, you had good you know, insight. On, you had good insight on uh, Altuve and the Yips last year with uh, the Astros and what he needed to do to fix that, and then they showed him doing it. So that's why we keep you around, Trev. Yeah. Great insight. Tidbits, man. You like so, fielding yeah, ground balls? You know, I didn't. His his uh his offensive numbers are great. Yeah, I'm not worried about his bat. I'm, I I don't no. think he'll last at shortstop, but I'll give him another year to to see. I guess. We go to a field tomorrow and rip grounders at you. Are you having fun? Oh my gosh! In fact, I was talking to our boy Cole Tucker. I was asking him uh, who he's taking ground balls with, and he said his brother. And they're doing his um at his high school or whatever. And I was like, dude, I can't. I said, I'm coming out. I got to get a, a day of ground balls with you guys. Like, I missed that. I'll play first. He, he came back at me and said, yeah, you better come before you get too old and too sore to do it. Wow. Like, that was, dude, Cole's not coming at you there. That's like honest advice. It's, like, tr- it's very that's, true. That's Cole being loving. Yeah. It was being very well, nice. The thing me. is, now I'm in great shape again. And right. Dad bods, dad club, dad workout gang. Gang, gang. Workout gang. So, but dude, ground balls is like amazing, especially when you get to do it on a well manicured field. Mm. You go take ground balls on a big league field, it's so fun. 
Jake and Jake and I once or or twice, definitely twice, maybe three times, took like our gloves, a bat, and maybe like three balls to the college baseball field, just hit each other ground balls in college, kind of loser stuff. But it was fun. It's like a better than sitting on the couch playing video games. But like you know, then then we hear each other fly. We only had like one ball, and it was only two of us, so. It did get a you little really bit need like, three for need a good like infield. yeah because you have to throw it to first now we're just throwing it at like a ghost over there and we're like that was scooped hell yeah. yeah out yeah it's nice when you got guys hitting you balls you got someone catching over there at first base I we mean, need to go I have guess. a catch at the park who again. hit you the best ground balls Trev and why was it Phil Roof you know I don't think he ever would hit ground balls but he'd catch at first base oh sure did. I I liked uh, when lefties hit me ground balls. Ooh, there's a different spin on the ball. Yeah. Um, I like that, but there. I mean, the coaches is hilarious. You'll see a first year coach, and him working his way around a phone, going like, "Oh, you're a first year coach." <laughs> Second, third, fourth year coaches, they start to spin that bad boy around. They got the bat flip. I mean, they it, you just get really comfortable with it. And we used to challenge all because you take infields and shit in spring training. You challenge the coach like, "Don't mess one up." Mm. And then the biggest, the biggest thing where you can tell a coach has been around for a while is, are they going to do the pop fly at the end of infield for mm. the catchers? I mean, that's that's, that's really young. Like my dad, your dad's show, man. I guess my dad played college baseball, so he kind of knows like a little bit of the way around. But I mean, I grew up doing that. Dude, that's amazing. If you got a guy that can knows how to do it, it's such like at the end of of infield, you'll have everyone watching and just saying, don't fuck it up. Yeah. And when he did, you made fun of him. But a lot of times you get these guys, they're so they're so comfortable with the, the fungo in their hands. Awesome. It's tough. Fungos are hard, man. Yeah. Baseball. Go watch uh, our spring training video at Minnesota Twins Camp. Trev hit us some fly balls with the fungo. That was fun. That was fun. I would love to go do that regularly. Mm. All right. That's the end of the episode. That's all the updates. Hopefully something big happens. Hopefully it doesn't happen as soon as we end this. Hopefully it happens right before we're about to start the next episode on Tuesday. If there is something over the weekend, we will hop on and talk about it. And let's hope for that. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.